0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio podcast. I am Jen, JR Mom, joined as always by JR Dad. Hello. How's it going, JR Dad? Good. Excellent. Excellent. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. The cocktail of the week, we have two versions. As they would say on this podcast, we'll kill you. We have a Quarantini and a Placebo Rita. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is, a, these are both good names.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is just an alcoholic and a non alcoholic version. So, a friend of the squad sent us uh, this Elderflower. Two bottles actually a bottle of elderflower cordial, which is like an elderflower flavored syrup, and then a sparkling elderflower lemonade, both non alcoholic, that you can get on Amazon. Cordial is
1: uh, like too sweet to drink straight, I think.
0: You're supposed to dilute it one to ten. It's not designed to be drank by itself. Mm hmm. It's like if you buy that was it... my conclusion, also. <laughs> no, good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if you buy those pump syrup pumps like they use at Starbucks, oh, yeah. you don't just put that in a glass and drink it.
1: Uh, I've not tried. Have not tried.
0: Yeah. Uh, That. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, so that's elderflower syrup. And then Saint Germain is elderflower liqueur, which is also very sweet. So, it's like the alcoholic version. And so, I made uh, basically the elderflower cordial with club soda, which so it's like it's basically an ounce of the elderflower cordial and like in a glass with ice topped with club soda. And then for GR Dad, I made an alcoholic version, which has two ounces of St. Germain, which is the liqueur, and three ounces of champagne. Cool. And then some club soda. Those are where I buy the teeny tiny champagne bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the single glass versions. Single use. Which are, like, not actually that cheap. The benefit of them is that they're little. Like, if I open a whole bottle of, of... champagne
1: then you have a problem because you should drink the champagne and you want to make the cocktails
0: and it's like it's like the champagne that we drink we wouldn't make cocktails with because it's good yeah this is like i mean it's perfectly fine bubbly drink i wouldn't drink it by itself but it's fine in cocktails yeah yeah but if i a whole bottle like it's gonna i'm not gonna make a whole bottle's worth of cocktail no so these the little ones even though they aren't really cheaper per unit you know you get little bits per unit they're cheaper yeah
1: i also think elderflower sounds like something out of like tolkien Mm -hmm. i don't think it's real i think it's just like fairies and elves made them
0: Mm. they're very sweet
1: it's very sweet it's almost otherworldly sweet
0: yeah it's a i think i might
1: become a bee if this is what you're going for with nectar
0: i'm not but they're little white flowers tastes
1: like nectar it's it good. does.
0: It tastes like what you think nectar would it's taste. It's delicious.
1: Like. I mean it's just very floral. It's very very good, but it also the word the the name sounds made up.
0: Yeah. I think they're they grow in England a lot. I think they're an English thing, Elderflowers. That's cool. I don't know. Anyway, it's delish and yeah. there's not a huge difference between the alcohol and non alcoholic version of this drink. Like you can sort of tell like, okay, there's some alcohol in there, but not much.
1: Yeah. So Yeah, that's right.
0: If you want to have non-alcoholic fancy drinks like if you're having a party and you have friends coming over who don't drink and you don't want to just give them you know can of something which we've talked about with other options of this no uh this would be good just buy a bottle of elderflower cordial on amazon and
1: and make them guess what it is and and they'll guess like riesling wine or they'll say it's like Oh my some god. Some kind of dessert if, wine. If somebody
0: or, brought me a Riesling that tasted like this, I would punch him in the face. I'm,
1: some people like sweet dessert wines. Those people are dumb. Elderflower. <laughs> tastes like good dessert
0: wine. <laughs> it is sort of in that direction.
1: It's in that <clears> direction, <throat> yes.
0: Uh but way better
1: without the punching <laughs> in the face <laughs>
0: the most disappointing thing like I, I mean i'll have a Moscato or a brichetto like after dinner sometimes right that's fine the most disappointing thing is when you order a bottle of wine for dinner and you get that awful sweet Riesling there's just nothing that makes me angrier
1: oh angry
0: because it's like now i've got this terrible wine and i like have to slurp this nonsense with i'm really dinner? good at
1: Disposing things you don't like these days, though.
0: These days, always. Always, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm always happy to take that problem <laughs> off your. Out of your glass.
0: It's not just the glass. Your dad once worked with a lady. This is before I knew him. But she has told me this story. And she went on a diet. And the diet that was sort of prescribed is like only eat half of your meal. So I guess y'all would go... Like they worked by a mall, right? So there's all these kind of TGI Fridays and stuff where they go eat. And so she would eat half of her burger. And then Ingo has some pathological problem. I don't know if it's from your ex-wife or from your parents Parents. or if it's just yourself. But he cannot... Well, you had you have had it throughout your life in your relationship, except for me. Yes. Cannot allow perfectly good food to go to waste. Mm-hmm. So he would eat her other half.
1: But Luckily, mostly she ate salads. Like we'd eat Thai food a lot and she'd get like a salad and then I'd eat half of it because it was giant. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I gained weight. through you, the. You absolutely it did. It wasn't one to one. I don't think I gained as much <laughs> as she lost. But there was some a price to be paid i was very pleased though to get more food
0: (laughs) i mean that's the thing you were an attorney at the time it's not like you were a starving broke college dude gr dad still has the like holy crap free food thing and i'm like we could go spend 200 dollars on dinner right now if you wanted and he's like no like this canopy is free like this is the best and it's like meh You don't need to eat free food anymore. There's
1: something about free food that is just so appealing. Oh my
0: god, I do not have that thing at all.
1: No, I have, I mean, I think we've touched on this or talked about this. I have a really hard time throwing away food or or allowing it to be thrown away. I can, I'm better at it. And like, I realize that especially bad food, spoiled food should be thrown away. But, you know, I've, I've, it's been a long journey and struggle. (laughs)
0: I mean, he infected his daughter with this, who, like, I like her very much, but there's one time she made, what did she make, like, a bad batch of cookies or something like the. She made a brownie, like, she made some recipe and it just didn't taste very good. Oh. And you pulling on a lesson that I was like, was like, just get rid of those. And she's like, but, so, they could be used somewhere. And yeah, it's like, those it are cookies. disgusting cookies that you made, like, just throw them out. They like, were just wrong.
1: Yeah. Nobody's because It's very liberating to hear you be like, it was a bad batch. I tossed it. I made another one.
0: I do that all the time. I know. Try so it's recipes. The right if it's thing. bad, just dump that shit it's not out.
1: not really food if it's not edible.
0: Life is too short to eat crappy stuff. I mean, if you're starving, in, yeah. an, like, sure, then you eat whatever. I mean, I've been there, too. But, it, like, you don't need to eat a batch of bad cookies no. just to say you didn't throw them away. That's stupid.
1: Fair enough. Okay. No. Anyway,
0: this is delish. Yep. Elderflower cordial.
1: Would recommend.
0: Yeah. It's really good. And the the lemonade like that's not to be diluted it's kind of like a sparkling lemonade with the elder that they sent also really tasty
1: well that's what tricked me i drank that first and then i drank the never mind it's fine and then you drink some <laughs> just
0: the straight cordial and you're like syrupy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay uh i have several things on the agenda for today
1: this is excellent news i, I can't wait <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought maybe we could do a podcast update. Like, what podcasts are we listening to oh, that yeah, are that's cool. interesting? Because I got a few recommendations. Do it. Okay. Bring it. Uh, Radio Rental.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. like. That's your, 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 home, your homemade horror story.
0: It's, so it's people telling their first person accounts of real stuff that happened to them. And some of it's spooky, and some of it's just like, like there's a guy who was on the plane with the shoe bomber.
1: Like, yes, he was behind him, like in the row behind a couple him, or something. rows
0: behind him. So he's he tells that story. Uh, there's a great one with a guy who I think he gets a text from a random unknown number with just a picture, and he responds with a picture, and then
1: I mean, it goes on. They
0: kind of have this back and forth, no text, like just pictures. And then the person who's messaging him, and it's not pictures of themselves, it's like pictures of stuff that they take. The person who's messaging him, he lives in Phoenix, and they send him, a and the, whoever this person is lives in Atlanta, and they send him a picture of like the leave, you're leaving Georgia sign, and then is From send, a car. From a car, like they're clearly driving past, where usually they send these like really well composed taken pictures, and this one's like driving past in a car, And then they're sending pictures of crossing every state line heading west and then have one of like entering arizona and then entering phoenix and then one of his neighborhood and he's never given any information to this person but they clearly track him down uh so it's really interesting kind of unsettling creepy stories and there's like it's presented in the context of a guy who works at a vhs rental store who's like very over the top and it's really funny so it's great uh, I am sad that I have listened to every one of them at this point. They're It's still going, so they're like on a break between seasons, much like us in Murders in Paradise. <clears throat> that's
1: it. Someday. That's it's it. It's off-season. Yes. Yeah. We took uh, a summer break.
0: But anyway, that's really good. And then, uh, so My Favorite Murder, I think, had mentioned that, and someone had written to them and was like, if you like Radio Rental, these kind of first-person stories of this kind of stuff, you should try Spooked. So Spooked is by Snap Judgment, the NPR show from WNYC, which is like a weekend thing. So Snap Judgment, which is great, like it's a little bit hip hop and a little bit NPR. And so they have this spinoff show called Spooked, which is same kind of format, like one or two stories per half hour episode, but of people talking about ghosts basically oh. that they've seen and Glenn Washington is the host and he's also the host of snap judgment and he's great. He has his own personal ghost stories that kind of come in there sometimes. So it's like really excellent for Halloween. There's five seasons. Wow. I can't believe I didn't know about this show yeah. until like two weeks it's right ago. up your alley. It's great. It's like really well produced, like the sound mixing it's, it's got the same kind of like hip hop vibe. Like, you know, I mean it's hip hop for NPR, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great and so for halloween spooky times uh that'd be great it's all ghost stories and they're kind of i think they're in the middle of like season five right now but there's a ton of episodes have we talked
1: about how you love halloween
0: i heckin love halloween yeah i
1: don't know if we've really explained how much you like halloween like unironically unsarcastically do Do
0: people ironically like halloween it's the best (laughs) no halloween's the best yeah yes uh, and especially this year, I want to be scared by something that's not actually scary. Oh, I want to be scared it'd be nice of big stuff.
1: Low stakes scare, yeah.
0: Fake scared instead of real scared.
1: Yeah, we, we're going to be in Maryland, maybe. So we'll have to like decorate, drag the skeletons out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We yeah we got rid of the pirate ship after last year.
1: I still have at least one skeleton.
0: There's still one skeleton at least. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so there you go. Spooked. And then another one that I made GR Dad listen to. uh, I listened to it all the way through and I was like, GR Dad, you have to listen to this podcast. It's really good. American Skyjacker. Yeah. Yeah. uh, About this guy who friggin' hijacks a plane in the 70s. And there's like 10 episodes and I'm like playing it. So he tries to do a DB Cooper hijack the plane, ask for a bunch of ransom money, take the money, and then parachute out of the plane after DB Cooper has done it. And. And so you're kind of like getting to the buildup and I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything, but your dad's listening and he's like, what? And I was like, Oh, you just wait. It gets crazier. And then you're like, okay, it's, it's done now. Right. This is the end of the story. And I'm like, Oh no, man, we got like six episodes left and it gets crazier." It is
1: amazing. It is like every episode is crazier than the one before. And you never think that's possible. And
0: he's in it. So, so, I mean, not a big spoiler. He doesn't die. Uh, but so he's telling all these stories it's yeah it's just amazing uh the kind of last two episodes are very cute and they're not but they're not like the holy crap that is just batshit crazy i can't believe that happened uh it's it's, great it it
1: it is it is an amazing thing it makes you want to like have lived in the 70s where i i don't know apparently everyone was hijacking everything all over the place all the time and it was just like ho-hum
0: you saying you wanted to hijack planes in the '70s? Oh,
1: no, it just must have been a crazy time where it's just like, oh. No metal detectors. Oh well, we had another hijack. No yeah, security. and like some airlines are like, we're not putting in metal detectors; it infringes on our freedom. <laughs> and like half the airlines had metal detectors because they were hijacking all the time, and then all the other airlines kept getting hijacked, and they're still like, eh.
0: So people would just like <laughs> walk on with a bunch of guns. A bunch of guns. A bunch of guns. <laughs> just walk on the plane. they would be like,
1: "Take me to Cuba," and the pilot would be like, "All right."
0: yeah they said like in one of the episodes they're like some travel magazine actually posted a guide like if your plane gets hijacked and you end up in Cuba here's what to see buy rum and cigars and like this is a good beach to go to Uh, it's (laughs) anyway it's it's not spooky or scary there's like no real violence no, in it but
1: it's an amazing story and the guy's an amazing character
0: i mean every episode individually is an amazing story the overarching thing is like if someone wrote you a movie script you'd be like this is ridiculous like go make it more realistic yeah um so it's great american skyjacker yeah um and then one that i may have recommended before which is not new at all but still is like one of the most compelling that I've listened to is Monster DC Sniper yeah. so there's a few different like Monster I guess is a series so they've got one on the Atlanta child murders I think they maybe have one on the Zodiac and I listen to them and they're fine uh, but Monster DC Sniper we have talked about because we you know we were both living in DC then but I just want to put it back on the list that it's really good you got no. any you want to recommend
1: no I just listened to Wait Wait Don't Tell Me and Conan you know, which is fine. Depends yeah. on the guest. But I mean, I think TV wise, we're watching The Vow and it's pretty compelling. The Vow is great. If, if you think you could never get into a cult or you'd never be sucked into a cult, this is like a cult with all the modern vocabulary and slogans and self-improvement stuff. And it's totally a cult.
0: Yeah, it's so this is Nexium. Yeah. Um, there's also there's a great Canadian podcast series that follows the same woman who's in The, oh, the yeah? Vow. Uh, called Escaping Nexium. Yeah, the guy who hosts that podcast series who works for CBC. Oh, was, podcast is the podcast. The podcast, yeah.
1: Because yeah. I was talking about the Netflix show. It's on HBO. HBO2 yeah. Show. So it's the same woman.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, this guy was on, from CBC, was on vacation, I think on Vancouver Island, and had gone to high school with this woman oh, okay. and they randomly ran into each other and he's like and what's going he's on like what are you doing and she's and she's like well i just escaped a sex cult two weeks ago and so he he follows her live through the whole oh that's thing. interesting it, it i was, bet it's
1: super interesting because she's she, she tells a pretty good story
0: yeah so that was coming out as it sort of as it was happening oh. um and then this this follows her for a while but but also some other people so if you're i i friggin love cult stuff like I, th- I just think it's fascinating there's like yeah. a heaven's gate podcast your waco Friendly stuff Jones. yeah uh yeah i mean i i think cults are just really fascinating um so yeah the vow is really good and then if you want a kind of another view on that one escaping nexium it's, it's a non-religious
1: cult it doesn't trigger like the same red flags because it's not really religious
0: yeah you're, you're kind of supposed to worship the head guy who's so such a lame ass uh <laughs> Agreed. I just want to punch him in the face. He's a Bach Pfeiffens (laughs) Gesicht. He
1: wants slapping.
0: Um, But yeah, but it's like self improvement, multi level marketing. Um, A lot of multi level marketing has has all the same kind of stuff as cults. Yep.
1: There's a real Uh, good overlap. Yep.
0: So that's really good. All right. So there we go.
1: Escaping Nexium is the podcast.
0: Escaping Nexium is the podcast, and The Vow is on HBO. Yeah. And they're both about Nexium. Yeah. Okay. That's the podcast, checking off the list of topics. Excellent idea. Topic number two in Golden Ratio Kitchen Talk, which is normally about stuff you mess up, uh, but this isn't about that. Uh, I just, I want to talk about tachos. Oh my
1: goodness. (laughs) I can't believe you haven't done this before.
0: I I can't believe we haven't either. Tachos are like our go-to if we don't have time, if we feel sad, (laughs) if...
1: Let me just say, like, you just sprung that on me a few months ago. You're like, let's have tachos. And like, like it was no big deal or we had them before. And I wasn't about to transform your life. What the hell is, I mean, I was thinking like, have we ever, did I miss it? We've never had this before. And it's freaking amazing. But have we had it before?
0: (laughs) So tachos are, you make a bunch of tater tots. And then it's like nachos, but tater tots are your base. So we do tater tots. And then we take some black beans, just like literally... Rinse a can of black beans. We split a can between the two. So, like, a bunch of tater tots,
1: split mm-hmm. a yeah. can
0: of black beans. And then we usually have queso in the house. You could just put cheese on there. If I've got it, I'll do, like, a little dollop of guacamole and sour cream and some so you, pico you de could, gallo.
1: You could put in onions if you wanted or something. You like can do whatever in, you whatever want. And suit, spice to suit. Spice but to it, taste.
0: Tater tots.
1: It's so good. Like, Jeez. it's the comfort food... Of all comfort foods.
0: It's so good. Yeah, so if it's like, I don't know what we're going to make, or also, I'm so hungry. Like, with the air fryer, you literally go from, like, wanting dinner to having dinner in 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, making uh, french fries and tater tots in 15 minutes is a good thing.
0: You don't have to preheat anything. You don't get second thoughts. They get cooked. (laughs) Yeah. They get get cooked perfectly all the time, where, like, in the oven, they're not always they don't That's stick right. to anything they
1: can't get soggy at all they're all
0: crispy and good and brown we would
1: recommend an air fryer oh
0: it has really transformed our kitchen life because because we also make a lot of roasted veggies and those take mm. eight minutes from like the fridge to the plate yeah. in the air fryer no trick uh so anyway dm us if you want tachos air fryer are
1: the bomb so good holy smokes
0: oh my gosh you can and just put anything in, like make what you would put on nachos but with tater tots
1: yeah yeah you could put jalapenos in there and no problem for
0: sure totally do that delish yeah okay so i just want to drop that knowledge i think
1: we've theorized you could live off just tachos
0: yeah i think so yeah Yeah.
1: because of the magic of potatoes
0: (laughs) okay so there we go tachos all right dog stories all right, so I have started swimming again, because I'm training for an Ironman. And uh, I have not swum in like five years, because I like, had a little vertigo. And it made me super nervous about swimming, because I'd get all seasick. But it turns out I'm better now. <laughs> and so uh, I, GR Dad was really nice. And I was like, I want to go swim, but I'm really nervous, because like, I don't know what kind of fish is going to chomp on me, or if I'm going to freak out or something. Could you please kayak next to me? And you did, and it was super nice.
1: I don't think that was super nice, but I I did do that. I think it was kind of fun for me. It was great. It wasn't any hard work for me.
0: It was a very slow kayak. (laughs) Because I'm a slow Uh, swimmer, and especially on that swim. Um, But I kind of realized I was out, like, okay, I'm going to swim. And uh, your dad was outside, but so were Hops and Guac. And they were like, Jen swimming. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And... So they kind of follow me around and I realized if I just kind of swim from in the water in our backyard from like one edge of our property to the other, basically between the fence, it's like 50 meters each way. So I essentially have like a personal Olympic sized pool right there. And so then I don't have to worry about boats too much or other stuff because I'm just swimming, you know, drowning and nobody knowing because I'm like right there at the edge of our little
1: and forth and forth and back
0: yes yeah just like a pool uh but without a stripe on the bottom so i have to pay a little more attention to where i'm going and uh and so i was like okay i'm gonna try this and guac swims along next to me he follows me and he swims basically his little laps with me
1: you're just lucky he's not on your back
0: he occasionally does it swims on top of me which is good triathlon practice because triathletes also will just dunk you under and swim on your back and everything and it sucks Um, so yeah he's I think a little bit worried that I'm doing something insane and he needs to save me Uh, and so I did a couple sessions like that swimming the laps in the yard that was good but I still worry a little bit about boats because we have kind of you know, even though we're on the open water, we talk a lot that there's a kind of deeper canal part that boats can go past. Like a road for boats. Exactly. And I swim like the edge, right on the edge of that. So between like the little beach where Hopper stands all the time and then where it drops off. And so it's unlikely a boat would hit me there. Plus there's two dogs and like my head. So uh, it's relatively safe, but I was like i need a swim buoy just to make sure that boats that are coming can see me and so these basically have like a little strap that you kind of click around your waist and then connected to that is a strap that goes out and that is connected to a waterproof like little floaty thing Uh, it's like a beach toy yeah, so you don't have to blow it up. It's not plastic like a beach ball. It's a little more canvas, but it's waterproof. And there's just like a tube you blow into, kind of like a flotation device on an airplane, I guess, except it's just a, a pillow-looking thing small pillow-looking thing, uh, is fluorescent pink, <laughs> so it's very bright, and so then when you're swimming, like, it's very easy for a boat to see that there's a swim buoy out there, and then they won't hit you, so that's good. So I got one of those, and uh, I hadn't used it for those first f- couple times, but I was like, you know, it just, I'm a little bit worried about boats, so I'm going to start swimming with that, and I love having hops and guac out there in the water with me. It, I don't know. It makes me feel a little bit safer. They're swimming around. They're going to scare off any sharks, manta rays whatever men men guac for sure will go after anybody who comes near me uh so that's good and so i'm out there and i'm like all right i'm gonna swim half a mile 800 meters so back and forth back and forth and guac's following me around for a while swims, one way, swims the other way and then hop starts swimming that's a, okay hops is coming and she kind of come and then she'd go back in and then She comes out, so I'm kind of getting to the edge of one side and turning around, and she comes out, and she chomps onto my buoy and starts going back into shore. She thinks it's a toy. She's like, there's a giant ball out there, you guys, a giant pink ball. I'm bringing it. I'm getting it. And so all this time, I was like, why is she following me? She isn't. She's following the swim buoy because she thought it was a giant pink ball, and then she got it and just pulled me in. and she didn't I was,
1: know you were attached to it.
0: I was like, no, 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 you can't have that. This is mine. And she was like, more? <laughs> like, what's going on? This is mine. Uh, so that's sort of interesting. <laughs> I think she learned, like, she wasn't super obsessed with it, but she didn't really understand that I was attached to it. I'm sure it was very perplexing. Why is this pink thing?
1: Why don't I get to chop it?
0: Around out there, yeah. So that's one story from the swimming. The other one is that I did one of these swims, and came out of the water. We've got a shower downstairs, so I kind of you know, clean myself up. I got my clothes down there, I get changed. And dogs are still in the water hanging out. But it's getting to kind of the end of that time. And so Hops is out of the water. And Guac is kind of standing on the beach. And then there's two dogs in the street. Someone is walking their dogs past in the street. Now, the yard is fenced on three sides, all sides except the water. And so Guac can see the dogs out there, but he can't get to him because the fence is there. And so Guac just runs into the water, s- swims to the neighbor's house, runs up onto their yard, and their their yard isn't fenced, and then runs into the street where the dogs are. <laughs> so he takes off, and I was like, oh, fuck. So I, like, you know, run, like, inch around the fence in the water, take it. Where the hell did he go, right? I can't see him.
1: Because yeah, he didn't know that was his plan. He just... He just took off and went just out took of off, the disappeared. water so, yard.
0: Yeah, so I'm in the neighbor's backyard calling for guac, and then I hear him. He's out in the street. Fortunately, nobody was upset. In fact, the, the neighbor whose yard he ran into, and she's like, oh, yeah, have, I've seen him swim away a bunch of times. Like, everybody knows guac. Everybody
1: knows guacamole. They're
0: like, oh, it's guac. And I was like, god damn it.
1: What'd you say? Your dog likes to swim away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we don't want to hear.
0: So it's like, on one hand incredibly smart of guac to realize those dogs are in the street i cannot get to the street because of the fence but if i swim to the neighbor's house and run in there yeah then i can get out to the street to see the dogs damn though it makes things harder
1: can't fence the ocean
0: no and i mean his listening is way better but when he's you know
1: he's crazy he's crazy
0: When he focused like that he doesn't care what i have to say so anyway those are the dog stories of the week
1: yeah, I think we're going to have to put a, like, one of those like big steel balls w- on one of his ankles or something. <laughs> like in the old prison <laughs> movies where he's like, oh, way Ball and <laughs> chain. Ball and
0: chain. Yeah. Yes, yes. I think that's a bad idea if he's swimming. Uh, it is a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh,
0: okay. You have a German word of the week for us? We're going to do
1: schultüte, I think.
0: Schultüte is not a thing we have. So Schule no. is school.
1: And tüte is bag in this case it's not a bag though it's not a it's a it's something you give a kid when they come into first grade when they've gone to the first actual school class oh. and i don't know if you still do it but you, you know when i was little you did and it's like a big you know if you make like a paper funnel mm-hmm. you 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 know a little cone curl it up it's like a cone it's exactly like a cone <laughs> it's like a school cone um and you make a cone out of cardboard i mean you can buy these and you put the pointy tip is at the bottom Mm -hmm. and at the top is you know you close it up Mm -hmm. but you fill it with you know you used to have to use um ink pens so you got a fountain pen and you got like a ruler and you got like some school stuff and then like candy and cookies and i think candy cool and so you'd have this giant kid size almost big funnel cone and the kid would you know take that to school and and i guess it would make them feel better about the scary first day of school. So that's it's cool. A, it's called a Schultüte. I think I have a picture of myself as a six-year-old with one. Oh. A, but that was in Australia. So. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think they still do it, but you know, it's probably more. You go to the store and get one. Yeah. But that, which is still it's still nice though.
0: For sure. Oh, so that's cool.
1: Celebrating going to school for the first time.
0: Schultüte. hmm Nice. Good one. No. So for our taste of the keys story this week. We were like, eh, is anything going on? I don't know. So we
1: some undersized fish, yeah. some drunk drivers, blah Usual blah stuff.
0: blah. Usual stuff. All right. So, but here's a good one. Uh, just because of the peril that's involved. All right. So, man arrested for DUI after hitting bridge. So I picture him, like, driving up to a bridge and, like, you know, running into, like, the side of one of the stanchions. He said, we don't have any bridges like that in the Keys. You'd have to be in a
1: boat to do that.
0: Yeah, so here's the story. A 33-year-old Kudjoe Key man was arrested Monday after striking the side of the 7-mile bridge and leaving the scene. So that still sounds like the headline, but let me explain. You can't strike the side of the 7-mile bridge in a car like that where you kind of hit one of the pillars because the pillars are in the water. He would have driven off the side of the bridge but he hit the side of the bridge which has a little barrier instead
1: yeah which is bad if you've run the seven mile bridge because you're then you're on in between the car and the side of the bridge
0: yes fortunately there's not too many people doing that
1: yeah (laughs) fortunately.
0: yeah uh so this guy brian not surprisingly was charged with dui and dui with property damage he had a blood alcohol of 0.15 or higher. I don't know if we get his actual Oh, his blood alcohol was 0.179 when when they got him.
1: What's the legal limit? Point, 0.08. Point, 0.08. It's pretty, more than it's double. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see look, it's 7 miles long. I bet he got like bored and sleepy in the middle and fell asleep and just went Well, so
0: here's here's the story. Deputy I know. Hradecki, he shows a busy up on the stories, yep. Hraderecki. He received a bolo at approximately 12 a.m. regarding a reckless driver on the seven mile bridge.
1: Buy one, love one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Be on the lookout. Oh, good one. Yeah. Uh, a reporting party stated a northbound blue car was driving in a zigzag pattern on the bridge. Now, all right, this bridge is seven miles long. It's two lanes a northbound lane and a southbound lane. There's no nothing divider. in between them. And it. It is the width of two lanes, there's a small shoulder, and then there's jersey barriers along the side, and then there's the ocean 40 feet beneath you. Zigzagging
1: means you're going into the other side.
0: Yes, you are. Uh, I would totally be this caller, by the way. I call 911 all the time on drunk drivers. That would be the scariest thing. Yeah. All right, so somebody calls zigzag car, and then it struck a concrete jersey barrier on the right side, near mile marker 41 or 42 that's on the bridge, The reporting person stated the blue car then began driving northbound in the southbound lane. Oof, That's not good either. That's not good. Deputy Hradecki got behind the blue Mitsubishi near mile marker 44, whereupon it immediately slowed its speed to below 20 miles an hour. (laughs) Speed limit is 55 on this bridge. Deputy Hradecki performed a traffic stop after witnessing the suspect car nearly strike a southbound vehicle head on, which you do if you're driving northbound in the southbound lane. <laughs> the driver, later identified as Brian, smelled of alcohol and appeared to be intoxicated. He stated he had too much to drink and should not have been driving. Ugh. There were open cans of alcoholic beverage in the car. Brian He subsequently failed field sobriety exercises. He was taken to jail where he blew a 0.179 on the breath sensing machine. Williams was booked into jail. The blue Mitsubishi was damaged on the right side in a manner consistent with striking the bridge. Parts from the car were also found and removed from the roadway. (sighs) So he's on this bridge over the middle of the heckin' ocean. Zigzagging. Zigzagging. And then he just hits the side. Like, there's bridges where you just go through the side and go over. Yeah. This is terrifying. Terrifying. I would have been like all prickly with adrenaline and gasping if i were driving behind this guy
1: you got to be like alert to driving the keys anyway there's yeah. it's dark there's no markers there's that seven mile long bridge i mean you you geez, oh, it's yeah it's a bad place to drive uncarefully
0: and our bridges are all very well maintained but we don't have like urban infrastructure where there's like big big barriers and like sidewalks and whatever like it's there's just a bridge and there's like a little concrete thing on the side so you don't accidentally drive over but they're more designed to like prevent like scrapes (laughs) where you drift as opposed to you just slam into one. I think if he'd
1: gone in 90 degrees he could have broken through.
0: I think he probably could. (sighs) It's so bad. So anyway that's terrifying that happened. I mean I'm glad you didn't die Brian. I'm glad you didn't hurt anybody really. Man. What an asshole. Don't drive drunk you guys.
1: Guys. Just, just do it drink pass drink out home. fall over that's fine
0: yeah sleep sleep in your back seat if you have to yeah yeah uh got any final thoughts before we wind up
1: no the bridge thing reminded me of someone you know the blues brothers scene where someone jumps a bridge yeah. someone did that in chicago
0: i don't think it was chicago oh it wasn't chicago it, somebody definitely did it they uh,
1: there was a drawbridge open yeah. and somebody gunned it and jumped from one side to the other
0: they also were taken to jail. Well,
1: you know, so were the Blues brothers.
0: Yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh <laughs> that, that was a, a legendary is what that oh is. Oh my god. Yeah. Legend. September seventeenth that happens. He jumped the drawbridge overnight. He was taken to jail. <laughs> I know where he got the idea. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's funny because when that story came out. There's no footage of him doing it, so there was just footage of the Blues Brothers <laughs> doing it. Like, all the news stories had a picture of the Blues Brothers. The ones who the
1: couldn't, didn't get that probably did the Dukes of Hazard or something jumping yeah. or something like that.
0: <sighs> all right, don't do that either. No. And until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite anyone. Bye. Bye.